Hello and welcome to the third episode of the second season of the TBC Podcast. I am your host and editor-in-chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch, and it is Thursday, October 26th, 2023. As a reminder, you can find this podcast on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And to never miss an update from the Collegian, be sure to follow us on X, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is search the Bethel Collegian. The TBC Podcast is brought to you by The Breadbasket. Whether it's baking, cooking, or catering, the bread basket is always fast, friendly, and casual. Open from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Monday through Thursday, till 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday, and from 10.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. on Sunday. Visit 219 North Main Street in Newton for your favorite homemade meals or call 316-283-3811 or visit newtonbreadbasket.com to have them served at your party or event. The bread basket, let us bake for you. Now, let's jump straight into the Collegian ticker. Starting in news, the SGA funded musical tickets and officially approved the creation of the Disc Golf Club. You can read April Powell's SGA report in the news section of the website. Notes from the Bethel College Board of Directors Fall Meetings, authored by Powell's, Lauren McCreary, and me, can be found in the news section as well. In entertainment, read the major events of every Friday in world, American, and Kansas history in our new series, In History, by Tristan England in the entertainment section of the website. In features, learn about the evolution of a Bethel College cornerstone, the recently revamped and rebranded 1887 Cafe. From Bubberts to its current state, Michael Wenger took a walk through time in the features section. In sports, after taking down the defending KCAC champions in five sets, which you can read about in a story from Frank Driscoll in the sports section, the Bethel volleyball team eclipsed 20 wins for the second season in a row on Wednesday night against Sterling. Head coach Adriana Leak joins next to talk about her program. The Bethel football team picked up a win over then 14th ranked Southwestern last weekend and will host friends for Senior Day this Saturday with kickoff at 1 p.m. Read about the big win over the Mound Builders in a story from Jenna Mahoney on the website. The Bethel cross-country team competed strongly at the NAIA Mid-States Classic in Winfield this past Saturday. Read Jordan Twinter's story about it on the website. As a reminder, if you'd like your Bethel or community event announced on the Collegian ticker, email collegian at bethelks.edu or DM us on X or Instagram. Now joining the TBC podcast is Bethel head volleyball coach Adriana Leak. After taking over the program in 2021, the East Texas native and Sterling College alum led the Threshers to their first 20-win season in 12 years in 2022, and now in 2023 has done so again, leading Bethel to 20 wins in the regular season. Thank you, Coach Leak, for taking some time out of your busy week midseason here in the middle of conference to join the TBC podcast and talk about your team. Glad to be here. So the first question is, uh, could you just talk about your path to Bethel College, um, you know, from playing experience to, to first coaching experience? I know you have a lot of experience in the KCAC prior to your arrival at Bethel uh, and just what volleyball means to you in general. So my path to Bethel is kind of crazy. I got recruited kind of last minute my senior year of high school to play at Sterling, Sterling College. And um, I was a part of a big recruiting class that a brand new coach had brought in. Um, and she ended up leaving that very at the end of that season. So she was only there for one year. Um, and then I decided to stick around and finish my four years at Sterling, got a new coach who's the current coach at Sterling. Um, and so after my four years there, um, he asked me to stick around as the assistant coach and JV coach there. So that's kind of how I got my coaching start. Um, and then I knew I wanted to continue coaching. 
my husband and I, we got married and then, um, I got my first high school coaching job at Cape in, in Wichita. I was, um, the JV coach for two years there. And, uh, I met one of my best friends from uh, that time there. She was the libero at Friends uh, a few years prior to that. And uh, so that's kind of how I got connected to Friends, where I then moved into an assistant coaching role, one of their assistants um, at Friends. And I was there for a little while. And then, um, oh, there was a point that I went back to Sterling. I was at Sterling for two total years. Um, and then, yeah, so after Friends, I got my head coaching job at Northwest High School in Wichita. We were super successful. Several of those players have gone um, D1, D2. Um, and I just kind of honestly got lucky with some really great, <laughs> really great players. Um, and we had a lot of success. And then I had my son and it was during COVID and all of that. So I was a stay at home mom for a while. And then uh, I got a call actually from Denton, um, football coach, and he's like, hey, this job is opening up. Like, do you want me to put your name in the hat? I think you'd be perfect for it. And honestly, at first I was like, no, I think I need to just focus on being a mom right now. And uh, my husband was actually the one that kind of pushed me to do it. He's like, you know, you're going to grow from this. You're going to be great at it. And uh, so I applied and here we are. It was kind of crazy how everything worked out. Um but yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up here. And the second part of that was what does volleyball mean to me? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, to, I don't know, put that into words. I think it's one of those things from the moment I started playing, I loved it. Um, I've always been super interested in coaching and learning from other coaches. And so pretty much my whole career playing, I was kind of putting together what type of coach I wanted to be. And so to me, volleyball is probably one of the biggest things in my life that's forced me to grow as a person and then um, it's a tool for me to be able to pour into other people's lives and help um, help players grow into who they can be too so that's awesome that's really yeah. cool to hear about and um, so so you know you get that job at Bethel uh, thank you to coach Denton for, <laughs> for uh, right. pushing you to do that yeah. um you first stepped into the role here at Bethel. Uh, Tony Hoops was athletic director at the time. Um, you know, what were some of the first culture-specific things that you wanted to install? I mean, you were walking into inheriting a team that had just won three games <laughs> the season prior. Yeah. So what were some of the immediate things, like, I want to establish this right off the bat? Yeah, so I remember getting this job was, like, it was kind of hard to go from, like I said, my high school team was super successful. We were sub-state champs, like, so strong as a team. Um, and so stepping into a program that wasn't really used to winning was something that I was kind of like, okay, what is my, you know, I had to step back. And Tony, during my interview, actually, one of the last things that he had me do was plan out my first, uh, I don't remember what it was, like 90 days or something like that. He's like, okay, send this to me. I don't know if he had the other applicants do it, but he's like, send me your 90 day plan. Like, what are the things you're going to do first? And so that really helped me to start thinking about like, okay, what are the most important things to start with and, and to change? And so um, that was a huge help in that. Um, to me, I came in and I just wanted to figure out how to create a program that winners would want to be a part of. And 
Um, I felt like at the time there were some dual sport athletes and some people who kind of had one foot in, one foot out. And I really wanted to figure out who really wanted to see this program be successful and kind of challenge the people that were here. You know, if you don't want to be a part of making that happen, then you're not going to have a good time here. <laughs> and uh, I feel like creating that kind of intense culture in that way brought in recruits that want to win and wanted to be a part of a winning team. So yeah. And then I knew recruiting was going to be huge. It was going to be the biggest thing, honestly. And so Artez and Gabe, um, their offices are right across from mine. And that could not have been the biggest, more of a bigger blessing because um, I was in their office every day texting them all the time. What, how do I do this? What do I need to know about this? And they played a huge role in me learning to recruit, which truly at this level is what it comes down to. Um, you can be a great coach, but if you don't have the athletes that can make it happen, um, it's hard to be successful. So, Right. And then so your first season as the head coach here is 2021 and you win seven games, which may not be to the average person a lot. But for here, I mean, that's over <laughs> doubling the win total from the year before. And then in 2022, you win 21 games, first time winning 20 or more games in 10 years since 2012. And just talk about that season. Was that something you felt you saw coming? Was it expected? Uh, what were the main things that changed between that 21 season to that 22 season? So 2021, oh my gosh, that was such a struggle that first season. Um, not having a recruiting class at all. Um, I had some time to bring in some girls like very last minute, but it was a struggle. And so it didn't really feel like our culture I didn't feel like our team was made up of people that embodied our culture. And uh, so that summer, actually, after the 2021 season was insane, um, I had a big recruit that I had. She was one of the first girls that I signed. And she calls me in the summer that she doesn't want to play volleyball anymore. She's not interested in coming. And so this is so last minute. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is my first recruiting class. I was really counting on this girl. So I was super down. And then um, out of nowhere, I get connected with Kyla Carter, who has been just incredible. She embodies everything that our culture is. She's a great player, a D2 transfer. Um, and so I say that, well, she's played a huge part in our success as well. But just being able to um, have some of these crazy, I don't know, sort of miracles come through and uh, be in our favor has been so cool. Um, some of the biggest differences I felt we had really established the begun to establish the culture. And so everybody that stuck around basically agreed to, okay, this is what we're going to be. We're going to work to be that type of player. And so you see that in all of the seniors this year, um, Shima, Harley, Katie Wilhelm. I mean, all of those girls, they all we're like, okay, we want to be a part of what it takes to make it happen. And so I think that year was the first year that it was it felt like it was more of a reality for that to actually happen. Um, having the talent and then on top of that, the girls that had that competitive nature to make it happen. So it was a, a bit of a surprise, honestly. The first few games, it was kind of like, let's just take it, you know, as, as it comes every single game. You know, we're just going to work on getting better. And then once those wins started happening... Um, that was huge. And then another crazy thing that happened that summer was Mia Loganville deciding to come back. I was like, do you want to do this? And she had set her mind to not doing it. And I reached out one last time. Hey, are you willing to come back again? And she's like, yeah, coach, I don't think I'm done. And it was just the best like music to my ears because having two solid outsides, 
you're going to win a lot of games. And so that was a huge key too, which was fun. That's really cool to hear. And, and trust me, I mean, you know, me following the team uh, early uh, 22, it was it was surprising. I will say, yeah. I mean, just because, <laughs> you know, you had gone so long with, with, you know, like you said, a team that wasn't used to winning. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden you had this coming together. And so looking at this season, um, 2023, your team is coming off a big home win against St. Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it comes after losing the Kansas Wesleyan home. You had a 14-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Kansas Wesleyan, who's really good this year. Yep. Um, you know, what's been the message to your team as you enter the second half of the conference uh, of the conference slate? You still have some really notable names. You still have to play Oklahoma Wesleyan at home mm-hmm. for senior night. Uh, and that's a big one. They swept Kansas Wesleyan. Just yep. what, you know, how are you keeping this team's focus heading into this, uh, down this final stretch into the conference tournament? Yeah, so all season we've talked about how our focus is not, well, really before season even started, we had a meeting where I talked to the returners about, you know, this is not about you guys being better than last year. It's not about us um, going undefeated. It's not about us, you know, winning conference. I think all of those things could happen and should happen. We The expectation was that we were better than last year. But um, the biggest thing is that I wanted them to focus on individual growth And us to just focus as a team on getting better each game and taking each game as a lesson, whether we win or lose, figuring out how to play our best game every time we step on the floor. Um, And so that with a loss to Kansas Wesleyan and then even a win against St. Mary, that really doesn't change anything for us. So um, we I thought we fought really hard against Kansas Wesleyan, but I honestly view that game as a huge blessing for us to feel that pressure at that point. Last year, the first time we felt that was against St. Mary in the conference tournament. Hadn't really been in that position at that level. Um, And so I think it allowed us to work on how do we handle pressure and what are some practical things that we can do. And uh, you saw that kind of play out in that St. Mary game where we were able to come through and make it happen. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably been the biggest message is that we're just on a path of continued growth. We want to see the team continue to get better and for us to play our best every, um, from game to game to get a little bit better, a little bit better. And I'm excited for these few games coming up because it may feel like there's a lot of pressure on these games, but I don't really feel that because, um, you know, the expectations are on their side. And so we get to go and just have fun and play our best. And I, I believe that will be extremely competitive for them. And, um, we have a lot of tools that they'll have to figure out how to stop. So, yeah, it's just interesting. Cause I know that that was something that you spoke to Frank Driscoll, who covers the volleyball team mm-hmm. for us about after that K-Dub game is, you know, sometimes you need a loss like that. I think it's something that's overlooked and allowing a team to, to remember that feeling, you know, kind of reset. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, one of the players that have really stepped up for you this year is a freshman, Darla Crow, who has been phenomenal. I mean, countless KCAC Defender of the Week awards yeah. already. Um, you know, what was the process like in recruiting her and getting her to Bethel? And how have you seen her develop in the three months that she's been on campus? So, uh, yeah, I'm so, so excited about what she has become. So what kind of drove us to look for a player like her was actually the St. Mary's middles. They have a middle that is very similar to Darla. And last year, she, I think, I don't know if she's a freshman or a sophomore, but whenever we played St. Mary, I'm like, man, I would love to find a player that's super athletic, super bouncy that we can develop because my assistant coach, Abby, she was a D1 All-American middle. We have exactly what it takes to develop a middle. And so um, we kind of set off looking for just super athletic, long, lanky girls and uh, came across a Darla's film 
And I'm like, yep, coach, that's her. Like, we got to figure out how to get her. And uh, she came on a visit. We really connected with her family and her um, and ended up just being the perfect fit, thankfully. Um, and she's just risen to the occasion. I wasn't sure at first if she was going to be able to because she kind of comes off as like a timid person. Um, but she's an extreme competitor. She works her butt off every day. Um, and yeah, to see her be able to become what I thought she could be has been so exciting. Um, but yeah, she's, she's worked really hard with coach Abby. There was a point where we've kind of tried to figure out what's the best way to use her. Um, and she's just kind of bought into how we use middles and it's been so cool to see what she's been able to do. I, I think she's the best middle in the conference, which is crazy to say that we yeah. have that. Yeah. And, and for our listeners, just so you know, Darla Crow's from Denton Ryan high school. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure Coach Leak knows about Denton Ryan, and, and you can find countless athletes at Denton Ryan. <laughs> I played them uh, when I played football in high school. They were in my district, so oh, I nice. had to play against them, and it was not fun yeah. at times. But, <laughs> She's an um, athlete, that is for yeah. sure. So speaking of freshmen, another one is Cam Offerly, mm-hmm. who has been uh, just phenomenal, uh, been a, an instant difference maker alongside Darla. Mm-hmm. Um, what have been the keys to her early success and, and for her to be leading the, leading the team and, and doing a great job? Yeah, I love Cam. She is another person who is just the ultimate competitor. Like, if you, one thing that I was looking for whenever I was recruiting people for last class and this class is if somebody would describe them as a competitor or a hard worker, I'm like, yes, okay, we want them. And that's exactly what she is. She's a gym rat. She will be in the gym getting as many reps as she can. We There have been times where I'm like, okay, guys, I have to leave. Like, I have to go be with my family. I can't let you get any more reps because I have to leave. And that's just the type of player that she is. She loves being in the gym. She's such a hard worker. She takes ownership and accountability. There have been a couple games this season that she's sending me a long text after the game, like, coach, I want to do better. What can I do to help the team more? Um, And so I think that's just been her biggest um, key to her success is that she just cares about this team. She wants to be able to contribute and and she has all the skills to do that outside outside hitter is such a hard position because of the pressure and you get so many attempts and I feel like a freshman stepping into that spot is so hard to do that and be successful and she's been able to crush it and I've loved watching her play she's so fun to watch. Absolutely. And then finally, last question I have is, you know, this senior class, you know, you brought up you brought up a few of their names earlier. You inherited them after their freshman year, uh, you know, that three win season and mm-hmm. and have watched them grow in your culture. And just kind of what role have they played in helping helping you establish this program as one to be respected in this mm-hmm. conference? Yeah, I seriously tear up every time I think about this senior class, because whenever they Whenever they're gone, I will seriously, I don't even know, just not only them on the court and being able to watch them play, their heart for the team and how much they love Bethel Volleyball, how selfless they are, their hard work, their effort, everything. Like I seriously could just cry thinking about all of them, the little things that they do for me. Um, you know, I think of how great of a leader Katie is. Harley is my detail girl. There are things that like if I'm planning something, she'll text me, coach, don't forget about this. You need to think about that. Um, you know, Shima, she's just my girl always. We're like looking at each other on the court. She's trying to get feedback from me. I'm just her biggest fan. She's everyone else's biggest fan. Um, and all of the seniors, honestly, I, I'm leaving people out and I know that, but it's just one of those things like, all each one of them brings so many aspects that are just 
it's going to be so hard to replace Lauren McCreary, the connection, able the, her ability to connect with people like all across the program. It's just crazy. I Julie, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't, they all just are so special to me and to see them be able to have this success and be a part of the team that, that did it. I think that that is everything. And they have set such a great example for the classes to come on what it looks like to be a great teammate, to be selfless, um, to put the team first. And they've exhibited that in so many ways throughout the season, um, whether they're on the floor or not. Uh, they're just such great teammates. I will, I will cry so hard <laughs> whenever <laughs> probably on senior night I'll have to keep it together <laughs> yeah. well they've been a lot of fun to watch as has this team and coach Leak again thank you for taking time and want to wish you the best of luck uh, you and the players this team is so much fun to watch and mm-hmm. excited to see how they finish out this uh, conference slate me too thank you that'll do it for episode number three of the second season of the TBC podcast as a reminder we're brought to you by the breadbasket whether it's baking, cooking, or catering, the breadbasket is always fast, friendly, and casual. Visit 219 North Main Street, Newton for your favorite homemade meals or call 316-283-3811 or visit newtonbreadbasket.com to have them served at your party or event. The Breadbasket. Let us bake for you. Thank you for listening and see you in two weeks.